This is Carrie and Michelle, and welcome to Raising Your Consciousness. This is a space to raise our consciousness and reach our full spiritual potential. And that's through spiritual, esoteric, and even magical practices. We're here to bring happiness and meaning back into your life. Let's get started. Good afternoon, everyone. And today we're going to be talking about nature and magic and how we're kind of getting in touch with nature and experiencing nature, how that can enhance your magical practices in different ways that you can really connect with nature and the natural elements that we experience in life. I'm going to kind of let you start off with this, Carrie, because I think you had an experience that you would like to talk about. Oh, absolutely. Um, so I had this great uh, fortune of getting to go on a forest bathing guided trip. Uh, so I teach classes for this nonprofit. And as part of their instructor appreciation, they gave us um, a guided forest bathing meditation. And it was a delight. And it reminded me how we can connect with nature and how we can use nature for our own spiritual growth. So I'll talk a bit about what forest bathing is. There's nothing intrinsically magical about it. It's just being out in the forest, engaging all of your senses, and being particularly mindful. Right? So you'll take the time to you know, listen to what's going on uh, around you, be closing your eyes and listening, reaching out and touching you know, the trees or the ground around you, smelling the air, you know, feeling it. Right. And so we uh, did this wonderful uh, guided meditation through the forest. And it reminded me about all the ways that we can use nature in our magical practices. Wow, that's amazing. What exactly did you experience? Like, what was it like? What did you get in touch with? How do you feel that it was different for you? Well, I, I felt just very connected to earth, right? And, you know, when you're thinking about magical practices and the four elements and the element of earth, um, it really was a dedicated time to connect with the earth element. And one thing I want to try to get across today is just the importance of that um, intention and getting outside to be mindful of what's going on, because I do think that mindfulness can enhance your spiritual uh, practices. And I will say, like, just on the non-magical side, um, it's been proven that being outside is good for your health, um, without a doubt. It lowers um, anxiety, uh, lowers your risk of depression, it lowers your cortisol levels. It does all of these good things for you. Even 20 minutes a day getting outside can, can change your mindset. Well, there's two things I want to say about that. So they say that 20 minutes a day in the sun actually gives you vitamin D. Vitamin D, yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. And, and vitamin D is good for what? Well, vitamin D is good for your bones. It's um, good for your skin. Uh, it's got it's it's needed, right? If you have a lack of vitamin D, you it puts you at risk for depression and and other um, mental issues as well. So it's important, um, you know, to not only get sunlight, but you know, keep your, your diet balanced too. And <laughs> maybe once in a while, get your blood levels checked. I know I've had vitamin D deficiencies in the past. So you know how the sun kind of produces vitamin D? Is there anything mm -hmm. that the moon produces or moonlight? Do you know? 
No, I don't think so. I mean, the moonlight, um, remember, is sunlight. The moonlight is sunlight. The moonlight is, um, the moon's like a rough mirror. It's reflecting the light of the sun. Um, so it's, that's what we're seeing. We're seeing a reflection of the sun's light when we, when we see a moon, moonlit in the sky. So what's interesting about that is, you know, how they say, um, that the sun is masculine energy and the moon is feminine energy. So women have a tendency of projecting and reflecting. I'm just curious about that. And then, you know, men have a tendency of being more intentional and direct. So it's to me, I'm kind of looking at this from a spiritual perspective as if you feel like you ramble on too much or that you're too emotional, it would be really good to sit in the sun you know, 20, 30 minutes a day, whether it's just sitting outside in a lawn chair, enjoying the weather or going for a nice hike, doing things like that. The moonlight to me is if you're a little too direct and you're not as free spirited and maybe you have communication problems. I think that sitting in the moonlight or doing something like you said is a really good thing, like a highly intelligent person can tend to be a little bit more direct, a little bit more to the point, a little less emotional. The, the more intelligent we get, the less connected we are with the emotions, right? Mm-hmm. So it's sitting in the moonlight at night and doing something like what you're talking about helps us really connect with the feminine side of ourselves. And both male and female has masculine and feminine energy. So I think it'd be really good for us to keep that in balance by spending a little time out in the moonlight, spending a little time in the sunlight. It's what the caveman used to do. (laughs) Absolutely. And, you know, we've been, we've been tied to these cycles uh, for as long as humanity has existed, right? We're tied to the cycles of, of um, the, the sunlight and the moonlight. And so it's fundamental to us. Uh, But what I wanted to get across today was just the importance of, of getting outside and how it can really enhance what you want to do spiritually and magically. Well, here's the thing is I have so many people reaching out to me that want to learn more spiritual practices, especially recently. And One of the things that a lot of people don't understand is how mindset has a lot to do with your spirituality. When you are in a negative space or a block space or a confused space or just not really knowing where your purpose is, sometimes making that connection can help you. And really kind of you know, balancing out your emotions and getting a a state of Zen or a state of calm that can help you, you know, level it out a little bit. We are so focused on technology today that we are getting all those vibrations and frequencies on a regular basis. You know, think about there's so many frequencies that come from a, a phone, a computer, a television, There's so much that comes from all of that, right? 
And we're not focusing in on the things that we need to do to balance ourselves out. So one of the things that I would like to kind of talk about is frequencies and vibrations. Now, I'm going to talk about this from a very elementary perspective, so bear with me here. But we have um, everything is made from atoms, protons, neutrons, you know, the whole nine yards, right? And so we have these, these basic elements that things are made from and everything's made from it. And my son had said to me one time when he was in high school, he's, he came home from school and he said, he goes, mom, do you know that there's absolutely no difference between water and glass? And I went, okay, that doesn't make any sense. And he said, yeah, it has to do with the, with the speed of the molecules. And he said, when they're moving faster, you get a, a solid surface. When it's moving slower, you have, you know, a bendable surface. So the water has a slower movement. Okay. So think about this. When things are moving really, really fast, that is our minds moving fast. Everything's moving really fast. It's anxiety and computers and electronics. It all moves very fast. So it creates the anxiety within us. So for us to balance that out, we need to go into a slower vibration. Now, if you go to the ocean, you can hear the sounds of the frequency of the ocean hitting. So it's ba-boom, ba-boom, ba-boom. Even our heartbeat has a, has a certain rhythm to it, a certain frequency in which it beats. And for us to get in tune with that, we need to be in that vibration or that frequency, okay? For us to do that, we go sit at the beach and suddenly we're calm. And the reason we're calm is because we are sitting in the midst of that specific frequency. And so let me kind of break it down for what a vibration and a frequency is. If I was to take my hand and I tap on the wood a certain amount of times, then that's going to create a vibration. Depending on how fast I tap it or how slow I tap it will create a different vibration. And the better way of understanding this is if you take a glass and you run your finger over the top of it, you're going to get um, like a crystal glass or something like that. You're going to hear a hum. And if you go faster, the hum gets louder, a little bit more high pitched. And it's the same thing with anything. Everything that is hit in a certain frequency creates a certain vibration. And that brave vibration has a sound, it has a feeling, it has a tone, and it creates a meaning. Now, there are specific scientific studies that have shown that specific frequencies actually have create different moods. So just by listening to a certain frequency, you can let go of the past or you can um, feel more love or you can heal the past or you can, you know, there's just a whole bunch of them. And some of them even have them for heart disease and liver problems, headaches, you know, all that kind of stuff. There's a whole bunch of them. I actually purchased over a hundred of them and it's really surprising how well they work. And using those frequencies are very helpful, but again, we're still using it with an electronic device. So it's really best for us to just get our feet on the ground and do what you're talking about 
you go out and you do hiking at least once a week. So going out into nature, spending time in the sun, going to the beach or sitting in the moonlight, going to a park and playing with your dog, all of those things are going to create a frequency that's going to create calm and serenity within you. And if you don't believe me, just get out there and try it and see what happens. Yeah, absolutely. It it does work. Um, Which is why I wanted to talk about this today, because I've seen like improvements in my my mindset just by getting out for a hike once a week, like getting out in a forest once a week. And I know others, you know, might live closer to nature and are able to get out even more often to experience the outdoors, but it does make a difference. And like you were saying, Michelle, mindset is so important when you want to start practicing magic. You can't practice it from a, you know, a place of anxiety or stress. Um, it's pointless. And so if you're new to magic, um, new to spirituality, I think using nature is the perfect way to, to step in the practice. Right, an easy way to, to step in. And when we're talking about nature magic, um, wanted to be clear that the, the differences with n- like nature magic versus like ceremonial magic. Um, nature magic is just using what's naturally there. You don't, you don't have to have any tools. You don't have to do any special rituals. You just, um, use what's out there, even if that's just yourself sitting outside. Or it could be you can use a natural object. And I think a little later, maybe we'll talk about stones and herbs for, for, for magical practices. But to get started, all you need is a place to sit outside and some time to be mindful. I think that's really important. Um, I'd like to talk a little bit about um, the phases of um, I don't know what it's called, like the equinox and... Oh, sure. Yeah. Like the... Yeah, I think we wanted to talk a little bit about the, the cycles, the natural cycles, the natural rhythm of our planet as it um, moves around the sun through space. And I was talking to you earlier about this, yeah? Oh, I just wanted to make sure that you clarify like what it is and what it means to everybody else. Like, just understanding here's what an equinox is, but understanding how they can use it and the meaning behind it, mm-hmm. and, you know, the impact that it gives. I mean, you're really good at that kind of stuff. So I wanted to. <laughs> well, I, I feel like I'm a little bit better at like what it is and you're you're better at like how to use it. But all right, let's talk about the cycles of the seasons, right? Um, when people think about the equinoxes or the solstices, usually you're thinking about like the first day of spring or fall, first day of fall, first day of summer, first day of winter. So I want to first talk about what they are astronomically, and then we can talk about ways you can use those four points during the year to help with your own spiritual growth, right? So astronomically, an equinox happens when the sun crosses the celestial equator, right? Remember that all the planets orbit around the sun, including our Earth, and they pretty much orbit in a disk or a plane, right? So you have that plane of the solar system, right? And our Earth is tilted relative to that plane by about 23 and a half degrees, right? So if you imagine projecting Earth's equator onto the night sky, it's going to make um, an angle relative to the plane of the solar system, which is called the ecliptic, right? And on the equinoxes, right, if you were able to um, 
see the celestial equator and the uh, ecliptic in the sky, right? You would see on the equinoxes at noon that the sun is at that crossing point, right? The, the celestial equator and the uh, ecliptic make an X in the sky and the sun is crossing it. And on the equinoxes, the sun rises in the east, due east, and it sets due west, right? And you have a period of equal day and equal night, right? Then as we continue um, in our journey around our sun, right? So going from the first day of spring, we move to towards summer. And in summertime, um, we're in the northern hemisphere tilted fully towards the sun. And then people in the southern hemisphere are tilted away at that point. So it's uh, first day of winter for them, right? And we keep moving around. Then we, we reach the autumnal or the fall equinox. Right. And we keep moving around. And then Northern Hemisphere is tilted all the way uh, away from the sun. And we reach the, the first day of winter or the winter solstice. And for me, I've used these four points in the year as times to enhance my own spiritual practice. I see the spring uh, equinox as a great time to plan, right? To sow the seeds for the summer of what I want to accomplish, um, both in the magical world and in the mundane, right? So it's a great time for meditation, for journaling, for planning, right? And I recommend like making note in your calendar of, of the days that these um, special points occur so you can take advantage of them as times for um, your own self-reflection. I think that that's amazing. And I think that I need to start applying that. I never really thought about that, about the times that you should do self-reflecting and also kind of assessing at some point, you know, I think. Um, yeah, you know, abs absolutely. Right. So if you like are planting the seeds in in the spring, right, working through your goals and your spiritual growth um, through that spring, when you reach that um that summer solstice, the longest day of the year, it's a good time to like look back, reflect and celebrate what you've accomplished. Right. And then think again, well, what do I want to, what do I want to manifest as I move into fall and as I move into winter? Mm. Uh, I just think it's, um, you know, it's important, it's important to have um, times where you stop for a minute. And in my life, these four days have always been perfect stopping points Right. And I actually do. I put them, I mark them on my calendar for, you know, to have time to myself on those dates so that I can um, reflect. Yeah. That's amazing. You know, when I think of nature magic, I always think of Wiccan. Yes. Yeah. And I, and I think of um, all those TV shows where uh, these women are dressed in white and they're around a bonfire and they're like dancing around or they're naked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're dancing around, you know, in the moonlight, raising mm -hmm. their arms up, you know, that kind of stuff. So I also think of nature magic as boiling a pot of, you know, eyeballs or <laughs> yeah. throwing I have newt. Exactly. You know, and I, I want to make it clear uh, that when we are talking about magic, we're not really talking about magic in those terms. Now, does it exist? Does voodoo exist? Does certain types of other practices 
where they're using those type of things to brew up something. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Does it exist? Yes. But we're kind of talking more along the lines of uh, connection, especially in this particular podcast, where we're using things that come from the earth to create a, a unified connection or a unified balance within ourselves. And we have gotten so hung up on and almost entrapped into technology that it's very difficult to escape from that. So more and more people are becoming diagnosed with chronic anxiety, chronic fatigue, chronic depression, and bipolar, you know, personality disorder, all of those things. And we never really had that before, you know, and I was raised without technology. When I grew up, there was no technology. So now it's, you can't get away from it. It's always there. I mean, yeah, it's, always it's, there. it's the default, right? The mm-hmm. default is to have the technology right next to you. Um, people know it's hard to go without your phone. And I think what maybe we're both advocating here is using nature to kind of reset your mindset a bit to whatever magical practice you want to engage in. Um, there is no downside to, Mm -hmm. to using the nature as a, a gateway to get there. I think that we should create a retreat where everybody's disconnected from technology and we have like some time to like really embrace nature and all aspects of it. I think that'd be really cool. Yes. And time to look at the stars, right? And oh, uh, stargazing. To- <laughs> God. Yeah. You can do a whole thing on stargazing. <laughs> yeah. To just really, you know, you know, imagine what it was like to be a human before we had um, cell phones, right? And just the the awe and magnificent. That's another thing I wanted to to mention here too in this episode before I forget is the healing effect of experiencing awe. There's just an article in the New York Times about how that feeling of wonder is good for us, mm-hmm. right? And I know for me, like the feeling of wonder I get, you know, looking at the night sky or being out in nature, or for me, even doing these magical practices that I've learned to do. Um, there's that feeling of awe I get is healthy. It's good. Um, it makes me better at everything that I do. Like it makes me better at my job. It makes me better, um, a better wife, a better friend, um, because of the mindset shift. I had somebody uh, text me and said that magic was only science that was undiscovered. I, I like that a lot, right? Um, you know, you think about the days of like um, Kepler and then Isaac Newton, um, you know, this is late 1500s, early 1600s, science and magic were the same thing. It wasn't, there wasn't a difference. Um, science, magic was, was science, right? Um, they were, they were mystics. There are a lot of mystics in, in early science, right? And some of the things we've discovered, you know, they, they used to seem quite magical. And just because we can explain them doesn't mean that the magic is gone. Yeah. Da Vinci was, uh, 
yeah real big on that kind of stuff i mean most people know of da vinci as this artist but he was an inventor and he invented things that we are now using it's i I actually watched a whole documentary on it and they developed a lot of things like a helicopter for example was developed based on his designs and they they saw him as um you know kind of a mystic or you know this weird person that was creating these weird yeah yeah absolutely (laughs) and and i think that um a lot of times we don't really understand the importance of connecting to natural spaces and naturally you know before we ever even had words we were intuitive beings just like animals are animals are extremely intuitive my dog can be absolutely perfectly asleep and another dog a person can be walking their dog outside and her ears were poke up and she the the hair on the back of her butt tackles will just raise up and then she'll go running to the door and look out the window and how does she know that you know mm-hmm. we used to be this way we used to be very connected and now it's sort of a woo-woo thing those magical ways about us have been depleted because of our technical our technology growth Mm -hmm. the more that we become more science or well i love science but more technical minded the more we disconnect from ourselves Mm -hmm. and i think you can be scientific without having like gadgets around you if that makes Mm -hmm. sense right you can be outside and what a beautiful thing to be outside lying under the night sky and contemplating the the revolution of earth around the sun and the movement of the moon right and that i mean that's both science and magic to me right there having that opportunity I, I absolutely agree with that. I absolutely agree with that. That is amazing. You know, connecting with, you know, the earth, it's like the earth provides everything that we need, everything that we need. It's just that we have started to destroy it and it's harder to grab those things. But, and if, if something is helping your mindset like that, it, it can never hurt to have a, um, to, to come into something with a, a more positive mindset. Absolutely. Anyways, um, and you know, and it kind of gets into the power of the mind and healing yourself, you mm-hmm. know, as well. But that would have to be another episode. That, that yes, that will yeah. definitely be <laughs> another episode. Today yeah. we, yeah, today I think we wanted to just talk about how uh, the natural world can be a, a magical place for you, right, mm-hmm. and uh, a good a good starting point for magical practices. So what other, uh, what other things do you think are um, nature type aspects that are magical? Okay. So again, this is for me personally, like I mentioned, um, marking the solstices and the equinoxes as time for reflection and preparing for manifestation. Um, I also like to 
keep track of uh, the lunar phases and, you know, sometimes being mindful of the lunar phases and how the moon phases work, I think helps you appreciate um, our nearest satellite even more. And you can start to, you know, ponder, you know, using the new moon as a time like, well, what do I want to bring into my life? Right. What do I, what do I, what do I want to grow in my life? And then when the full moon comes, what do, what do I want to release in my life? Right. So again, using these dates as, um, times for yourself. And once you set your intention of what you want to do, you know, it's the first step in doing something. And if it, for me, it helps to have like a, a schedule to do that. And I just happen to use natural cycles. Like, mm-hmm. like the, the seasons and uh, the lunar phases. Mm. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. And I think that have a nice glass of wine and. Yeah, exactly. Bathe, right? in, the, bathe in the moonlight mm-hmm. or, you know, go for a walk or go to the park or go sit outside and sun gaze. I mean, um, stargaze. Yes. I, I highly recommend stargazing. You know, my daughter and I, when she was little, we would, we lived on a Cobrasac and we would go and lay in the middle of the Cobrasac and just look at the stars. And it was just really nice. We used to sit there and talk about it and really get into what, what we were seeing and what we were experiencing. Mm-hmm. It's really nice. It's a, it's a beautiful way to feel really connected. Mm-hmm. I used to, go and lay on a trampoline in the backyard. And (laughs) yeah, you know, I used to um, climb up onto the roof and just like lie back and and look at the stars. Yeah. It's very safe on a roof. Yeah. Really? Yeah. You have a lot of trees around. You need to get a little higher up so you can see the stars. That's amazing. That's amazing. That is so cool. I love it. You know, I think we've we've reached um, or covered what I wanted to talk about. I want to talk about forest bathing. I want to talk about the health benefits of being outside, especially the mental benefits, which get you in that great mindset for doing magic. Uh, I wanted to give some ideas for connecting with nature, which I think we talked about using the cycles of the season, um, using the, the cycles of the moon as um, kind of... Um, you know, reset points for you to reflect, renew, meditate. I don't know. We could end this one early and encourage everyone to get outside. I think that uh, we pretty much sum this up. And I hope you guys have a wonderful evening. And I hope you enjoyed learning a little bit about nature and magic. Hi, this is Michelle, and I want to take this opportunity to thank you for engaging in this podcast and taking this journey with us where we are raising your consciousness. Make sure that you follow us on Instagram and on Facebook so that you can actually engage with us, ask us questions, offer some suggestions or anything that you would be willing to, you know, throw out there for us. We want to engage with our public. We look forward to hearing back from you and starting this journey. See you next time.